Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for HearthCast episode 192 for patch 5.4.1, made possible by OpenRaid. Our topic for this episode is, hey, what's normal, anyhow? And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up in episode number 192 of HearthCast, we're going to find out what happens when a bot company goes against Blizzard in court. And Dead Guy is going to be joining us later on to talk about how to get the glory of the Ogamart Raider achievement. So Freck! Hi, Ruth! How are you? Pretty good. It's been a couple days. <laughs> I know. It's that weird Bahamian, Bahamian we're back from it, re- Yeah. record on a Sunday, then flip around, record on a Thursday. It's all right, though, because I've actually played a lot between now and the last recording. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I have. Well, what have you been up to? I got into the groove of Time of Style. You know how this add on gives me a checklist. Yeah. And I said to myself, I really need to do the daily, regularly, which is to kill 20 elite creatures. Yeah, yeah. It really helps get your rep up with the Shao Hao, because you get a little rep when you turn the quest in. Sure. And so I just you decided instead of running around aimlessly at random times in the Time of Style, I'm just going to log in, kill the 20 elite, which I go for the Burning Berserkers. And then turn in that quest and then try to leave it alone for the day. Okay. I also started on my mages. I have a Horde Alliance mage on the quest for the Winter Spring Frost Saber and the Venonhide Ravisaur. And both of those take 20 days of dailies to do. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's weird because they're account wide and they are the equivalent of each other. But. The odd thing is, if you were to have a Horde character, you had the Venomhide Rav- Ravisaur. Let's say you faction changed. From what I understand, you would then get the Winter Spring Frost Saber. Okay. But since your other Horde tunes had the Venomhide Ravisaur, you would end up having both on your account. Uh-huh. Okay. But the thing is, you can only summon whatever mount is appropriate for your faction. Mm. Okay. Okay. Got it. So it's it's basically the same mount with a different name and a different skin based on mm. your faction? Um, well they're different. They look different. The method to get them is similar. Okay. And they, they start in a quest, one of them is over in Winter Spring, and they give you an item that summons a cub. And every day the cub gives you a quest and as a reward you get uh, I think it's a feather. It's like a Nami all over again. Kind of. And you collect those, and apparently at the end, you get the actual mount. It's hmm. The quest is called They Grow Up So Fast. Oh. So the idea behind it is that you're you know, feeding, taking care of this cub every day, and then when it grows up, you can ride it. Cool. I like that. And in Goro, 
there's a quest for the venom hide ravisaurs and the story behind that is that hey these guys are poisonous if you try to ride one you're gonna die well apparently it's hide is made out of venom well yeah so there you go so it's not just waiting for this um ravisaur to grow up it's building up your own immunity oh uh, yeah. yeah just you know you start for like a rash yeah and um, then you gotta you know put some benadryl on that and then um progress to some penicillin and then you you know build up enough immunity and you, you know anything go you ride that thing sure yeah, yeah. yes that is exactly right <laughs> <laughs> so it's been cool and i also did the uh third wing of ogamar and alifar and it went really smoothly good and that might just be be because it went on a tuesday instead of on the weekend yes it is but everyone in the group was um, saying how much they love the group. So it seemed like it's more of an oh, just anomaly a ha- than anything else. Happy coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, I love you guys. <laughs> this is the best Alphar ever. <laughs> I'm going to add you all to my real ID friends list. Yeah. Alphar is entertaining that way because it goes well. People are really nice and they're going to be BFFs. And then when people do something wrong... It's, I hope your house burns down. You can never play WoW again. Wow. Those are some angry words. Yeah. Did you hear those recently? Or yes, I did. Oh, Not goodness. to me. Oh. It was the guy who kept attacking uh, Nascrum and he's on defensive stance. Oh, we're not supposed to do that. I know. Yeah. So apparently it's worthy of, well, I think it was your computer would catch on fire, then, which would then cause the house to burn down. So your computer catches on fire, your house burns down, and you'll never be able to play WoW again. Yes. But also, you prevented from ever buying another computer because <laughs> you don't deserve to play or have a computer. Yikes. So. Wow. I started screenshotting whenever people get particularly <laughs> nasty. <laughs> Just say proof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. So, how's your week been? Uh, my computer caught on fire. My house burned <laughs> down. <laughs> Uh, but I have not been in WoW. Uh, this at all? At all. Oh. Um, not 100% my choice. You know, there were some days where I opted not to play. Okay. And then there were days I'm like, I'm going to play. And then uh, life said, no, you're not. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you win this time, life. And <laughs> then I didn't play. <laughs> so. uh, but I have great plans uh, to uh, play um Probably uh, tonight or tomorrow night. So, need to get back in there. Because uh, I ain't been in there. But, you know, I'll be back in. It's all right. It's all good. Sometimes you just got to take a break. That's true. Today's totally tantalizing topic. So, what's normal, anyhow? Brought to you by OpenRaid.org. OpenRaid allows players to form both cross-realm and local raid teams for scheduled or pickup runs for current and old content. Check out OpenRaid.org. So there are things we do in-game that are pretty normal. We just That's what we do. That's what our characters do. We that's have right. our characters do. Mm-hmm. But if we were to do some of these things, like, for real in life, it might just be a little creepy. You know, kind of like how you fish in the sewers for sewer rats up in Dalaran? If you were like went to New York, I'm like I'm just here to fish up sewer rats. <laughs> you you might creep some people out. You know they might you, you know yeah. You might end up in the black back of a NYPD blue car. Not good. It's true. 
There's also like an inn down there, though, so you can actually well, that's pay true. to sleep there. That's true in New York, though, so that's cool. Oh, <laughs> that's, all right. that's cool. Yeah. How about flirting really loudly with one person while you're in a large group of people and they can all hear you? It's like almost the equivalent of like you know you're gonna say something like really rude or, or off, co- off color or even the flirt, and then the song ends. Oh right! <laughs> <laughs> and you're still at the volume when the song was on. You know. <laughs> I said, I think you're high. <laughs> you doing, everybody? What about throwing down a feast for like 24 other strangers who didn't, you know, spend the next 30 seconds gorging themselves and then, you know, they all run away? Oh, man, I'd be mad. It's <laughs> like if I make cupcakes, you better tell me how good my cupcakes you are. You make some good cupcakes, Thank too, you. So, so. You're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> no, you, do, you make some good cupcakes. <laughs> you eat my cupcakes and run off. Oh, no. 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 Oh, no. Uh-uh. You know what's be really weird is you're hanging out with your friends. And you're trying to get ready to go somewhere, but people aren't moving quite at the pace that you want them to. Trying to hem hon around, trying to figure out what to do, yeah. waiting, waiting on other people. So you just decide just to lay down right in the middle of the floor and pretend to go to sleep. <laughs> My buddy Dan used to do that, but he wouldn't pretend. He would just fall asleep? Yeah. He would just like lay down on the couch and lay, wake me up when we leave. <laughs> But see, that's on the couch. Like, no, oh, he like, lay down on the floor too. We have, floor. But Dan is weird. What about if you're like outside, like you, uh, you eat a meal right, right. in a restaurant, okay. and you know how sometimes you congregate outside in the parking lot before you leave. Dan would lay down and go to sleep in the parking lot. Maybe not on a parking lot, but on a car or in a car. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So he's weird. Yeah. All right, but he'd fit in with Wow. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Dan, but Dan is weird, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. So, but he would. He'd just be like, hey, just wake me up when we go. Just wake me up when we get there. Whatever. Slept a lot. Slept a lot. Ate a lot of Cheetos. Um, Looking back on it, he might have had a drug problem. <laughs> I might just not have been clued into it back then, but it all makes kind of sense now. Um, anyhow. Wow. You know what would be really creepy? What's that? If you threw a grenade at your friends that made them all dance. That'd be really weird. The party grenade. Although, what me you know, it'd be cool to have one like I'm sure they do have one that like lights up because they got those little things that you shake and they light up in all the different colors. It had a grenade that lit up. I'd be like, it's a party grenade. <laughs> I I don't think LAPD would would ha- would like those. No, probably no. not. So I've been guilty of this in wow, or at least trying to, trying to. I don't think it's possible, but but pickpocketing your boss. Gina would be a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'd like to try to pickpocket my boss. What do you think he's gotten there? I don't know. Gold. Gold? <laughs> <laughs> There's gold in them narrow pockets. <laughs> I don't know. He's got something. I don't know. He's a little, uh, you don't, you know, he's a little leery when people walk close to him. So <laughs> maybe he's been pickpocketed before. <laughs> You know that whole uh, the whole resing thing that we do in game we just take for granted. It might be a little creepy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just show back up. Hey, hey I'm back. Whoa, whoa wait. <laughs> um, 
if you're back, can I get a refund on my tux? No, that's really bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it reminds me of that line from when uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. You know, they so that you open up her gifts or send them back. <laughs> I missed that. Really? <laughs> you didn't make it that far in the song? No. It's just, you know. Is that like the second verse or something? Uh, second or third verse, Or maybe yeah. you probably mumbled it. There's a lot of mumbling in that song. what about collecting heads or ears like body parts yeah obviously weird right yeah yeah i think think it's a one one step above creep there (laughs) yeah like a little bit (laughs) like i get creeped out when people in my office tell me they collect dead bugs you have like bug collections. Are they mounted and everything? Yeah, just, yeah. It's okay. No, it's a little creepy. I have dead butterflies on my wall. Real ones? Yeah. In in a picture frame or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you're like, <laughs> like stuck on a wall with a thumbtack. What difference does it make? It's the same thing. No, it's behind glass. It's, okay, but still. I mean, I didn't kill them myself. They're oh. they're given to me. Wow. <laughs> Who goes into a store? What's the thought process? That dead creature is the perfect gift for Freckleface. I was into butterflies. So they gave you dead ones. Yeah. <laughs> Guess you didn't get to feed them, huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll never fly away from me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm creeping myself. I out know, here. see, right? <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's creepy. Saying, yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> Not as creepy as the, the 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 severed heads or ears or grizzly trophies, but right. Yeah, what are those? I mean, that's like nondescript. That's almost even worse. And then you turn them in, and you, yeah. that means you're giving them to somebody, and they're giving you something for those. And what are they doing with them? With them? I I know. You know. Yes. What? Well, they're they're feeding the little wolf bear bug bu- uh, cubs. From hmm. Northern, they gotta eat. Oh, that's you true. Get to turn those guys in. <laughs> you gotta fatten them up before they kill them. Fair enough. <laughs> It'd be really weird, really creepy if you rode a mammoth around town, and then you let complete strangers buy stuff off the two vendors that were saddled up there with you. Pretty strange. Yeah, just going down to town, just down the street, <laughs> with the one that's like, "Hey, you want to buy something?" Go talk to my guy over here. By the way, he can kind uh, of like if he had an ice cream truck. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be able to ever ride my mammoth again. You know? <laughs> I'll be thinking ice cream truck every time I grab my uh-huh. mammoth out. You got to do your own repairs now. <laughs> this is my mammoth. I see you might be in need of some repairs. Please talk to the guy on my left. If you'd like some useless crap, talk to the person on the right. Or an unk. So I, I have I have a one word thing that would really creep people out I okay. well that I've done in game. Levitate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would love some for someone to cast that on me. No man, like some of the street performers who do the street magic, like a, like, a, uh. like a David Blaine type guy, they have a levitate trick that they do, uh. and you can actually see it on like YouTube as well. Some guys have done it amateur style as well, not as nice, not as produced as David Blaine, but it weirds people out. To think that you actually just saw a guy levitate a little bit off the ground. 
it really freaks people mm. out. It's like, what? Well, uh, uh. so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, check that out. YouTube yeah. that on the YouTubes. Actually, what I think is the most creepy is when I'm playing a taller character. Like a drain eye? Like a drain eye? Yeah. yeah. Or a troll. Okay. Is getting a hug from someone like a goblin and they, they only come up as high as my waist. <laughs> All right, so you, I want to peel back another layer because I have a story that relates to that okay. about what happened to me in real life. Okay. Um, so years ago when I worked at Disney, uh, there's this thing you can do called the character experience where you as a Disney cast member can dress up as a character. Because it's only forbidden otherwise. But they don't let guests do it. No. No. And then you can go do a little meet and greet and people can hug and take your picture and all that kind of stuff. So I got to do uh, be Br'er Bear. Brer Bear, uh, from Song of the South. No, okay. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, zippity doo da. Oh, okay, that's from okay, Song of the gotcha. South. Okay, so Brer Bear's the guy. Big, he, he's a big bear, blue shirt. Anyhow, in this whole process, when they're teaching you how to move and stuff, they actually teach you what to do when a small child comes up to give you a hug because usually they are running. Okay. And when small children run towards you and they're at waist level, uh-huh. y- you know, <laughs> and are, you already have impaired vision in these most of these uh, character costumes. Okay. But you're actually taught how to step into the hug. I see. So it's that step into the hug. And then you don't hug straight on because you, you don't want to hug straight on. No. <laughs> not, not good. Because then you'd probably get passed out because not good. Right. Uh, you know, not good. So you step step into the hug. Oh. Yeah, they teach you to step into the hug. So one foot forward and you lean down? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, one foot forward, yeah. Sometimes you can even, like, you know, go down on one knee type thing if they're really small. But yeah. especially in, in that costume, because in that costume, you're actually looking out what amounts to um, the thorax region, uh, kind of like the throaty area. Okay. Because his head is very tall. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Yeah, see, you learn uh-huh. something about Root all the time. Yeah. I just, yeah, layers, like an onion. And layers. Well, I put it out on Twitter asking you guys what things you do in WoW that would be uh, creepy in real life. Scarlina said uh, that inspecting the gear of random strangers. Like you go up someone goes, oh, excuse me, is that a coach purse? <laughs> Oh, oh, that says Boach. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Samurai Cav says, kill people going without saying, otherwise raising the dead. Yeah, that would be right. kind of creepy. Valentine the Mage says, desecrating dead humans. Ew. Yeah. Bell Mage says, run everywhere I go. Right? Yeah. Right? I was thinking about that. I mean, right? Because here's the thing. If, I have to if, go six feet. Run! Run, right? <laughs> because if you don't run, then you're you're not just walking. You are RB walking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just walk somewhere. But you know, because yeah. like six feet, like you're at the auctioneer, you gotta go to the you gotta go to the to the mailbox. In life, you'd be like casual stroll time and just walk you're not gonna take off at a at a run. Yeah, wow. It's weird. Like, we had a guy run from the parking lot into the building like two weeks ago. Okay. And everybody thought, you know, 
biological emergency. Like he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so everybody's like clearing the way, like, oh boy, oh boy. And he's just like, what? <laughs> like, you're running. He goes, felt like running. He wasn't late? No. Yeah. We don't really have late there, but oh. no. He just ran. Like, okay. Yeah, kids are only allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, all right. <laughs> Andrew says, dance with people's pets. That'd be weird. I try to dance with uh, uh, <laughs> Zabu, who for some reason I wanted to call Kumar. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but he didn't try to headbutt me, so I'm like, no, I ain't into slam dancing, dude. <laughs> All right. Cody says, block people's mailboxes with my mount. Or car, as it would be in real life. Right, you drive up and like, <laughs> nope, can't get to it. <laughs> <laughs> they try to go around the other way (laughs) (laughs) or stand right up against the person that you know everyone's going to want to talk to (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) share the same pixel space what do you do get no person's space personal space right Michael Charette says besides hopping into a giant robot to run or fly from place to place that is weird I guess he's got that robot head thing I don't want that thing flies around i know yeah you gotta you gotta run it you gotta play to win yeah i know demo says deep oh demo yeah demo demo oh demonic rick well i know yeah i I figured that yeah i was here for the show last week (laughs) (laughs) heard that part i don't know he was demo now though yeah right lord melvin says never ever poop but everybody poops not wild characters there's a poop quest. Indisposed. Where you poop? Yeah, you become indisposed. It's the one with the seeds in Grizzly Hills. Okay, so poop one time. Ever. One time. One place. One time in one place. You gotta do business, you gotta go Northrand. Grizzly Hills. Grizzly Hills. Yeah. And you gotta get that quest, because otherwise No, I think no, you, you can, you can still go do in there. Yeah. yeah, you can go in there and become indisposed. And go, and the whole world shakes. Yeah. Thunder sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if if the world shook for everybody? <laughs> Anytime somebody went in there, I'm like, just quit going to Grizzly. <laughs> or just, even if it's just that zone that was already shaking, like, oh, man. Or it gave everyone a buff that says, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Could smell the whole zone. Uh, and last one, Mary Kidd says, picking up moist cornbread from a corpse and then eating it. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, why is it moist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just a creepy word in general. <laughs> what, cornbread? <laughs> oh, man, you know, these are just, like I said, they're just weird things we do in WoW that we just kind of do because everybody does them, but in, in real life, man. Cornbread from moist cornbread from a corpse. <laughs> It'd just be weird. Oh man! So share some more with us over on the um, Facebook or the Twitters if you got some things that uh, we might have overlooked. And I'm sure there's a bunch of them. I had an IRL situation that I wished I could do wow stuff in though that I think would have helped. It's kind of like the opposite of what we just talked about. Okay. But when I was in the Bahamas, we went to two different straw markets. What to sell their straw? 
Uh, it's stuff made out of straw. Yeah, hats, purses, whatever. And it's kind of like a flea market in that all the different vendors are selling their own items and they're kind of competing for your attention. And so you have this kind of open area. You have you have a rows of stalls, and you have about five or six people in each of the rows that you have to go past. So when you were to get near them, they say, "Oh, hey, come and look what I got." When you're looking, they say, "Oh, what are you interested in? What do you want?" And apparently, if you stood there long enough without buying it, they would say, "It's nice to look, but it's even better to buy." <laughs> So, me wanting to just kind of casually browse what was going there, I felt like I was going through a Murloc camp, you know, the way these aggro radius was. <laughs> so, I was desperately trying to not gain aggro while shopping, and I couldn't figure out how to do it, and I didn't know how to drop aggro either. <laughs> and so, I had, when you were saying how they, were, how they would say the different things, uh-huh. I was picturing like you're clicking on them. To say something. <laughs> no, I just imagine like as soon as they see, they're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So it really felt as stressful as trying to walk through a zone into your quest without picking up any additional mobs. <laughs> I was like, can I vanish? No. Can I feign death to get out of here? <laughs> Probably won't work. I guess it, it made me laugh. It would also be really creepy in life if you went up and poke somebody repeatedly to get them to say something. <laughs> Yeah, you you probably get your finger broken before <laughs> they said anything interesting. <laughs> what? What? what pow! <laughs> and then you'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> All right, let's check this out here. Wow news for the casual player. So this company called Ceiling Fan Software, which doesn't make software that has anything to do with ceiling fans, which is, you know, fantastic naming. <laughs> Um, Fantastic. <laughs> oh, sheesh. <laughs> wow, Root. <laughs> you walked into that <laughs> I one. Did. So do tall people. Ceiling fans. Never mind. Oh, oh we're here all week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Try the veal. Stay away from the fish. Uh, <laughs> so these these people, man, they make these bots, basically, that people could get. Stuff like uh, Pocket Gnome and some other ones. And, and for the last two years, they've been wrapped up in legal battles with Blizzard. Well, Blizzard prevailed. Um, these people lost $289,000 lawsuit against Blizzard because Blizzard alleges that's how much they made. And they got that by saying there's a $25 startup fee, a monthly fee of 9 bucks, and then another 3 bucks for something that the company called Pocket Goblin. So they total up all the users who were uh, using the software and uh, figured it out that it was about $289,000. Uh, of lost revenue. Now, we all know, and even these guys, even the ceiling fans folks said that, hey, using our software, it's against Blizzard's terms of services. It could cause your account to get compromised, or not compromised, but banned and everything else. And that did happen to the vast majority of the people using this these bots. That's not the news. The news here is that now ceiling fan software is coming back to all the people who used their software, who bought their software, paid them a monthly fee for their software, and says, um, yeah, we need your help to pay our legal bills. And their justification for this is saying, you guys knew what you were doing was wrong. Now, personally, if I was on the, you know, 
side where I said, you know what, I think I'm going to buy this software. I think I'm going to buy this bot software that is illegal to use for my game. But I think I'm going to buy it anyhow. And you know what, I'm going to pay 9 bucks a month to use this. And here's this other $3. If I'm paying that, and then my account gets banned, and then the company that I bought the software from gets sued and loses a $289,000 lawsuit, I'm not going to help them. My risk is already done. My risk was buying the software and running the software and paying a monthly fee to have the software. That was the risk that I would have been taking. And so I'm not indebted to the company for anything. They've already got my money. So if they knew going into it that what they were doing was illegal, they knew that other companies like this have been sued. Glider got sued, and, and they lost. So if there is precedence, I mean, that's the time to get out of the business. That's a time if you're running a company and you see that another company does exactly the same thing that you do, just got sued and lost, that's time to, you know, that's a hint and a half. You close doors. You cut your losses and go. And, you know, hopefully hire a good attorney and hopefully, you know, start saving up your legal fees. I mean, even to begin with, you would think you would save up for legal fees going into this. But, Yeah. Not to turn around to your user base and go, look, you guys used our software. We lost. Um, yeah, we, we, yeah, they're the ones that are profiting off it. Right. Yeah. Um, but we lost our lawsuit. Now they've taken all our money. Um, yeah. So we need more money from you. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's kind of like crime doesn't pay, but apparently it does ask you to help them pay their legal bills. So, ceiling fan, yeah. Not going to happen, buddy. Kirby's here. Hey, Kirby. How are you? It's like Euro Techno, where they stop the music and talk. Kirby. What's up? And it's Kirby music, too. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I was like, I heard like the first couple notes and I went, no, no, they, yes, they do. <laughs> and I actually really liked the uh, metal Kirby because I really do like metal. Yeah, it's cool. metal, metal Kirby. See? It's like Trans Siberian Orchestra meets Kirby. Can you email me that? Yeah, uh, I can send you the link. That's that's good enough. Or you can just type in Greener Greens Kirby Remix on the YouTube and you'll get it. So, hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about y'all? Doing all right. What is going on with you in the world of Warcraft? Uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, I am sitting at 13 out of 14 in SOO normal. Garrosh is giving us a hard way to go. Well, he is uh, a supervillain. He is a supervillain, you know, with that power of Yasharaj. Right. Um, all the other bosses were pretty good. This did a much better job than TOT in that the difficulties didn't vary wildly from boss to boss. Which ones were the hardest ones in uh, Throne of Thunder? Throne of Thunder? Well, Throne of Thunder heroic, like Dark Animus and Lee Shen were hardest. But if you're talking like hor- normal, Horadon, which is the second boss, was one of the hardest. And then another one of the hardest ones was Tortos, who was boss number four out of 12. Uh, let's see. What else have I been doing? Are you pet battling? My... No, I don't pet battle. Does uh, your account get pet battled on? 
No. Alicia does it on her account, and I follow her with interest. She's finally up to date with able to do all four weeks of the Celestial Tournament. Oh, cool. Uh, she still is somewhat subject to, you know, RNG, but she's able to do it now, and she's really excited about that. I need to trade notes with her then. I just kind of threw my hands up. Right. Did you throw your hands up in the air? I did. Did you wave them like you just don't care? No, I said, hey oh. What? <laughs> That's a diff- there's two different songs there. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, I'm basically done with Timeless Isle on Dead Guy because I got the whole lawn mount. Yes. Oh, nice. Great. How long did that take? Uh, 25, 30 kills. Okay, that's not bad. I've done three in a day, so. Oh, and uh, I want to, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this. I was incorrect. Something, something I said last time I was on your show. What I did, did say that? last time that I wasn't sure, and now I'm certain that I was wrong. Okay. You can get rare item drops beyond the first kill of the day. Oh, that's right. Side. Yeah. I, I said I thought that last time, and actually my Huolon mount was like on my fourth kill that day, and I was like, yeah, I was definitely wrong about that. <laughs> so you didn't believe it when Alicia got the mount on the second kill? You just figured I, that was a fluke? You had to do it yourself before you believed it? I did. Uh, I thought it was her first kill of the day on that character. Okay. Gotcha. You say you're done. You've gotten all the achievements. Uh, all the achievements I care about, I do okay. not care about the bigger bags achievement. I am not doing that achievement. That achievement is nuts. Is that the one to find like every single rare item ever? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's so ridiculous. It, it's driving Alicia cr- crazy. She's going nuts over it because something just won't drop for her. Have you bought the mount for 100,000 coins? Uh, yes, I have. What's uh, it like? Uh, Kind of boring looking. Really? It's currently in my mount macro, but the, when I get the... Uh, What's the engineer one from this patch? Sky I don't know, Go- an engineer. Sky Golem. Yeah. When I get Sky Golem, that's going to be the first mount that gets thrown out of my mount macro. Is the one for 100,000 coins. I really You know don't what like you it. need? What do I need? You need mount Q. It'll just summon a... You check mark all the mounts that you want or don't want, and I'll summon a random one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually be an interesting one, because then I wouldn't be limited to what fits in a macro. Exactly, well. exactly. That's what I do. Okay. And then yeah. when someone's trying to follow me, it drives them nuts because they can't find me because I'm getting a different mount every time. Right, right. <laughs> Did you get your noodle cart? Yes, I have noodle carts. Uh, that Those are really, really easy to get. Like well, to, it took me a while to, to get it. Well, that has nothing to do with difficulty. That's just because you decided not to do it. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> are you doing the, the scenario every day to get your iron pro token? Uh, no, absolutely not. You don't like it? No, I don't care for that. Uh, I don't think it's a lot of fun. I think it's kind of irritating. I, I'm, I really hate mouse clicking. I don't play with the mouse. I tab, I keyboard command everything. Oh, true. And that's heavy mouse work, so I hate it. Oh, Open Raid just finished the spooky event. Spooky. Uh, it was four raids, one spooky. It was an event where people would run raids in Karazhan, Naxxramas, or Mogishan Vaults take pictures in costumes with non-combat pets and get post for a chance to win a reward. Cool. The, the uh, original award was Imp in a Ball, which is a TCG item. Awesome. Karen is the, really creepy. Yes, it is. We were going for places with lots of ghosts. 
Yeah. I think we could have done ICC too, but ICC as well, but they didn't. But those three that they did pick were really good for it too. I've been doing flex with the guild and with random people, and I found that I'm now able to full clear flex regularly. Awesome. When, uh, and able to, I'm actually going to start running completely like beginner runs on open raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I require as low as possible reasonable eye level for each segment. And then we're going to be doing all the segments. That is a problem we've seen on Open Raid. Uh, a lot of people require ridiculous eye level and requirements to get into runs. I saw one person require Liberator of Orgrimmar achievement in order to get into a flex run. Liberator of Orgrimmar is kill Garrosh on normal. So you have to be ahead of. Yeah, complete yeah. normal in order to do flex with them. They got it kind of backwards. Yeah. Yes, that that was a lot of backwards. I mean, when I was working on my Siege of Orgrimmar achievements, I would require flex level eye level, which is 540 acro- uh, average across the board. But that's because I was working on achievements where we're intentionally making the fight harder. Right. Uh, when we are doing it normally, the first two wings I can easily do with people in 510. Um, everything up to Garrosh is easy enough to do to 525, 25. Garrosh is the only one who's hard, which makes sense. He's the final boss. Of course, he should be harder than everything else. I would require like 535, for him. Just because of the number requirements required both in DPS and in healing and everything. He actually hits really hard. But I found this out through doing... I, I made these assessments while doing my flex uh, achieve runs, through which I just today finished off my Glory of the Orgrimmar Raider achievement. Congrats! Congrats. Thank you, thank you. It gave me Spawn of Galacross Mount. Uh, both of you have done LFR or flex enough to see Galacross boss fight. It's I've... segment two, a uh, boss one. I just don't remember the name of the segment. Gotcha. Uh, it's, it's the dragon where you fight a bunch of trash, ascend the towers, knock the dragon out of the sky. Yeah. Or yeah. like I do it, people yell about towers and I don't know what's going on. Well, you do LFR. <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. That's true. But yeah, uh, I, that's the mount you get is you get a mount that looks just like her. Galacross. Oh, I need. I like that. I want that now. That's a cool. That's a cool mount. Yes, it is. And uh, those achieves weren't really hard to get. Uh, Yeah. Uh, There's some that are easier than others. There's some that you get by accident. Like if you just do the fight correctly, you get the achieve. There's others that require a little effort. I'm going to give a quick rundown of the achieves. Assuming you know how to do the bosses, because frankly, you shouldn't be worried about the achieves until you are comfortable with the boss mechanics on their own. Uh, let's see, Immersius, uh, the Immersius mechanic where he splits into a bunch of slimes that get flung to the sides of the room uh, with black slimes having to be killed and blue slimes having to be healed. How you do the achievement is instead of killing some black slimes, you stun them and slow them long enough that his force reform happens without all the slimes reaching him anyway, because it does have a timer. And what this causes is they transform from slimes into little elementals called Tears of the Veil. And then you kill the Tears of the Veil. I think you have to kill six total. So you just have to, throughout your phases where he splits, you have to trap a couple slimes, let the timer run out, see them transform into a new mob type, and then kill them. That's actually one of the harder ones. Number two is Protectors, which is really easy. He softfoot. He goes into his desperate measure phases, summons a mark of anguish on someone and gives them an extra action button. Their extra action button is toss the mark of anguish to someone else. 
All you have to do is toss it at, at minimum of five times for at minimum, I think it's 500 yards. Uh, let me pull this up so I can just get the numbers right. Okay, let's see. Uh, the Immersius Chieve is 10 Tears of the Veil, not six. I was wrong on that. Uh, the one on Protectors, it's five players, and the Mark of Anguish has to travel at least 200 yards. So basically, you're just playing football with the extraction button. And honestly, how we did it is just the first time we entered that transition phase is we had the raid spread out and we just tossed the mark back and forth seven or eight times just to make sure we went over. There is no reason you can't go over. It's just have to meet those numbers at a minimum. Okay. So we had soccer in the timeless aisle. And now we have football. Yes. We, we toss it back and forth. Go long. Uh, the one on Norushena counter is honestly, it's technically doing the encounter correctly. Uh, on the Narushan encounter, when the little ads spawn, what they do is they shoot a puddle of Shaw energy to the Amalgam of Corruption in the middle. If the puddle of energy hits the Amalgam of Corruption, it gains a buff, causing it to do more damage. Uh, you can either stun them, the little ads, long enough so that they can't cast, or you can interrupt them because it's an interruptible cast bar, or uh, anyone who stands in the way will get hit by it and take some shadow damage instead of getting the Amalgam buffed. Mm -hmm. If you successfully prevent the amalgam from getting buffed at any point throughout the entire encounter, you'll get the achievement. Basically, you just have all your raid turn and focus these little ads every time they spawn, get them down instantly with interrupts and stuns going as much as possible. The final one of segment one, Shaw of Pride, the achievement is Swallow Your Pride. How this works is throughout the encounter, he will periodically summon a big ad, a manifestation of pride in the back of the room. Mm -hmm. When it, uh, it has a cast bar where it shoots a random person for shadow damage and gives them five pride. And then also when it dies, it'll give the two players closest to it five pride. This ability has no range. So if the person closest to it is 300 yards away, they are still closest and will get hit by this. It doesn't care your actual distance. It just checks who are the two closest. How you get the achievement is A, never let him cast his spell, so interrupt stuns, whatever. And then B, when he dies, have the two closest players to him have the buff from Narushin called Gift of the Titans because this, uh, this buff makes you immune to pride gains. So uh, you only have to do this while Narushin is alive. So once the boss hits 30%, Narushin dies... And then you no longer have to worry about that. But while Narushan is alive, you just have the two closest people to the manifestation have the buff, the Gift of the Titans buff, and then always interrupt him. Doesn't sound too bad. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. We got it our first try. Honestly, the hardest one of the first segment is No More Tears, just because it requires a lot of uh, coordination. That's the one on Immersius. Uh, second segment, Immortal Vanguard. Honestly, if you do the encounter right, you're going to get this achievement anyway. Uh, all it is, is you have to keep all the NPCs alive. So long as you have a guard team down at the bottom with a tank who's always picking up the ads every time like they should be, the ads will all stay, the friendly NPCs will all stay alive and you'll succeed. It's one of those achieves that you should just get automatically anyway. Uh, on flex on up, of course, because you can't get it in LFR. The next one for Iron Juggernaut is Fire in the Hole. Uh, this one is kind of interesting and requires doing the encounter wrong. Oh, that's weird. Yes. Uh, these are always the more fun achievements where you have to do it specifically wrong. 
Um, both of you have done Iron Juggernaut. It's the giant Corcoran scor- mechanical scorpion. Right. Uh, you know how he summons crawler mines that after their timer goes off, they explode doing physical damage to the raid. Or if someone jumps on top of them, that one person takes fire damage and gets thrown into the air. How you get this achievement is during phase two siege mode where the boss buries into the ground is uh, he summons a laser that follows a random person. If you kite the laser over a crawler mine, it turns into a superheated crawler mine. It does even more fire damage. You have to superheat six total crawler mines and also stomp on all six of them. So this actually specifically makes the encounter harder because you have to control where the laser goes more and more damage goes out to the raid. So you wouldn't want just one person to say, hey guys, let's get the achievement. And exactly. everyone's on board with it. Yeah, that is. this is definitely <laughs> one of those ones where the raid has to be ready for it. Yeah. Unlike the immediate previous achievement where you just do the encounter right, you get the achievement. This one specifically makes the encounter harder. Rescue Raiders is, I think, the first achievement I've ever seen in a raid where you get do all the achievement-relevant stuff before you even pull the boss. Oh. Basically, Rescue Raiders is rescue three different groups of people and then kill the boss. You rescue these groups of people while doing the trash before the boss. Uh, two of them, one of them you rescue automatically. It's G Firepaw. Uh, the Horde Panda, the Horde Panda faction leader, mm-hmm. who's near the center of the front do- front area of Orgrimmar, who's bleeding to death. If you just kill the trash around him, he gets rescued and carried away by uh, his female uh, his female alliance counterpart. The next set is the shamans in the cage. If you get the key from the treasurer and just release them from the cage, which you should, because they buff your raid when you release them, you'll get that portion of the credit. It's the last group that's hardest. It's a group of unwilling combat participants. What this means is willing combat participants have red health bars. Unwilling have yellow health bars in terms of this achievement. Okay. In there, there are a group of five or six orcs who are being forced to train for combat. They are NPCs from Orgrimmar who have been press ganged into military service. They, they, they have been like force conscripted. They, they do not want any part of this. Gotcha. It's pretty obvious. They're also like level 30. Oh, so they only have like 1000 or 2000 health. Aww. So in order to get the achievement, this is one of the groups that you have to completely kill all the red mobs around them. And then they run away going, OMG, you saved us. Thank you. And then they run away. Alternatively, there's a group uh, over by the auction house that includes two level 30 Theramore citizens, as in Garrosh took prisoners when he blew up Theramore. And they are uh, held by chains and forced to participate in combat by their slave handlers. That's a little gruesome. Yes, it is. And... Uh, some of the lines they say when you save them is, I'm so sorry, they took my children, they made me do it. Oh, that's just yeah. sad. Yes. Uh, you either have to save all of the orcs or all of the Theramore citizens. We generally save all of the Theramore citizens. You can't because do both? You can do both. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's not required. Oh, for the achievement. Yeah. Okay. 
That um, would be like Sophie's yeah. choice. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be terrible. Um, because ne- honestly, neither of those groups are there willingly by any stretch. Um, uh, we honestly save the Theramore citizens because it's easier. Since there's only two of them, we just CC both of them, you know, like Frost Trap or Polymorph, kill all the trash, and then they run away safely. And then you feel all warm and fuzzy. Yes, for saving innocent prisoners of war. Uh, last one is actually kind of a fun achievement. Um, I hope both of you know who Gammon is. That dude's name's not Game On? No. Oh. <laughs> I would say his name was Game On. His name is Gammon. I would see him go, Game On, dude! He was an originally a level, like, 12 Tauren in Orgrimmar, part of a rogue quest, but was attackable, so he got ganked by players constantly. Upgraded with Cataclysm and Mop to be current content level, much better skills, much better health, okay. and much harder to kill. He is now, and I don't think he ever will be again, a ki- he is not a killable NPC. Um, he is chained up in Orgrimmar because he refused to submit to Garrosh. He's literally chained to a tree. Hmm. Uh, what you do is if you release him from his bonds, he fights with you and he starts fighting trash. He's not that useful. He doesn't do that much damage. He has a lot of health, though. He needs more gear. Yes, he does. Uh, dude, he's wearing a cloth shirt and cloth pants and he's a warrior. What a noob. To... I know. Does he have a uh, strength ring by chance? He's a <laughs> warrior, he has... so that would actually be helpful. Oh. Is it an ant ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he does have an Arcanite Reaper, which is an okay warrior weapon. But he doesn't have anything else to go with it. Yeah. Anyway, so you free him. He runs around with you. He can take damage, so you have to protect him. Once you get to Nazgrim, he no longer... Uh, up until that point, he actually has a suicide complex where he'll pull trash even if you don't. Oh, my. Yeah, so you have to, you know, protect him. Because he wants to get his game on. <sighs> sure. <laughs> uh, once you get to Nazgrim, who's the eighth boss, he no longer has a suicide complex and he waits for you to pull. Because he already got his game on. Sure. You're, you're really pushing this way too far. <laughs> That's what I thought his name was. <laughs> it was all making sense to me. No, his name is Gammon. Anyway, anyway. When you pull Nazgrim, he engages Nazgrim and he says something along... Oh, when you rescue him and when he fights... He says something to the effect of, I died, I, I fell many times at the hands of orcs, and every time I rose thereafter, but not now, not ever again. I will never fall to them again. Wow. Yeah, it's actually kind of inspiring. And so he's beating up Nazgrim, and you have to keep him alive and defeat Nazgrim with him alive. So if you successfully uh, defeat Nazgrim while keeping Gammon alive, you will get the achievement. And engaged in combat. If you never release Gammon, you are ineligible for the achievement. You have to release him, too. Although that's easy. He's right through one of the trash packs that you're forced to pull just by the direction the instance goes. So is he difficult to keep alive since he's only got cloth on? If you do the encounter sloppy, yes. If you do the encounter efficiently and well, no. Okay, and killing when I say the mobs in the correct order. Yeah, if you kill the mobs in the correct order, never let the boss cast Ravager... That kind of stuff. If you do all that correctly, he's reasonably easy to keep alive. Don't hit him on defensive. Yeah, that's what causes him to make a Ravager. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the end of segment two. Moving on to segment three. This is where some of the achievements start getting harder and harder. Uh, Let's see. Malkarok, boss number nine. Uh, His achievement is unlimited potential. How you do this achievement 
is right before him is a trash mob that respawns every time you wipe to Malkarok. So this is one of those achievements where you have to bring in an extra mob, but it, it doesn't matter if you accidentally kill the mob. It will respawn if you just wipe to Malkarok. It's called a Corrupted Skull Splitter, and it has similar abilities to Malkarok. Um, namely, it does a frontal cone, a random direction frontal cone of doom, and then does a breath of Shaw energy in the same direction he did the physical frontal cone. So he goes frontal cone physical, frontal cone shadow. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Mal- Malkarok does it a little more complexly, but it's the same idea. What you have to do is you have to get the corrupted skull splitter to stand in Malkarok's cone of shadow damage. If he stands in the cone of shadow damage, the skull splitter gets transformed into a much more powerful mob, a corrupted amalgamation. At this point, you kill the amalgamation and then kill uh, Malkarok and you get the achieve. The next achieve is for spoils of Pandari. It's called crisscross. How it is. Stop. Exactly. Um, how you do this achieve? Uh, do you guys know Spoils of Pandaria, where it's it's just the trash boss, where it's kill a bunch I've of trash? I've done it once, yeah. Okay. Meekity, you meekity, know, meekity, 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 uh, when you're on, when you go to a side, like first you'll kill some mantid boxes, and then you go to the next door, and now it's some mogu, oh, right? Ooh, that thing, yeah. Okay. How you do the achievement is no player in your entire raid can kill both a mantid and a mogu mob. So you got to switch oh. sides. Yes. Yeah. So how you how you do this is you have to have really high DPS to be well ahead of the enrage timer. Uh, so you have enough time to switch people's sides. And then what you do is there's little chains that dangle down on each side. And if you grab a chain, it lifts you back up to the top and then you can run over to the other side. So let's see. I started on I started on the side that goes Mogu, then Mantid. So I do the Mogu side. I kill all the Mogu on my side. I jump up on the chain, go over to the other side, into the room, the empty Manted room, pull the lever, engage the Mogu mobs over there. Uh, in this way, I personally only killed Mogu mobs, sure. while the other group will only personally kill Manted mobs. They just do the same thing from the other side. That lever takes a while to get everybody over, though. So, yeah, you're right. you got to be way ahead of the uh, range timer on that. You are correct. You have to in order to make this. And then the last one of this segment is probably my favorite achieve from this raid. Um, it's the sci-fi original film, Giant Dinosaur versus Mega Snail. Oh, yay. I'm not even kidding. That's the name of the achievement. Nice. The Falk encounter involves killing jailers when he goes into chase mode to get keys to open cages to unleash mobs that Falk will go and eat. When a key is consumed, if it's not consumed on something that uh, opens up a food for Falk, a new jailer will spawn. So how you use this is there is a special cell in the back of the room called a thrice locked cage. What you do is you kill a jailer, get its key, open up one of the three locks on the thrice locked cage. A new jailer spawns because uh, you need a key in order to release the food mob for Falk. Okay, so a new mob spawn, new jailer spawns. You kill it, get a key. You open up the correct door to advance the fight progression and go on. You to the next transition phase. You use your first key to open the thrice locked cage. Second key to open the correct one. Third and final chase phase. This is when you use your third and final key on the thrice locked cage 
and it releases a gastropod from Throne of Thunder. <laughs> and it does exactly what the gastropods from Throne of Thunder did. Oh, great. So don't yes. touch it. Don't let it touch yes. you. Um, when I got that achievement today, I died to it. It wasn't my fault because I was the person opening the cage. Right as I opened the cage, I got frozen solid and there was no one there to free me. Oh. So the snail just went, oh, hi there, uh, food source that can't move or get away. <laughs> om, nom, nom. And I got at. Uh, the mega snail also has like 40 million health. And you do have to have high DPS because you have to kill three extra mobs from a normal kill sequence in order to get the achievement. You have to kill three extra jailers. A normal kill kills three total jailers. The, for the achievement, you have to kill six total. So you do have to have decently high DPS. Um, and actually, the achievement doesn't go out until after you kite the snail over Thok's corpse. Oh, weird. Okay. So yeah, so you, you, you're in the encounter. You're in the final phase. The snail is out. It's chasing people, right? Uh, you manage to kill Thok. Thok falls over dead. You don't get the achievement. The person the snail is currently chasing kites the snail over Thok's corpse. The snail eats Thok. You get the achievement. Huh. Cool. This is the first time I've ever seen a boss achievement like this where you have to do something after the boss dies to get the achievement. Which I thought was new and interesting. Yeah, it is. That is actually very interesting. Final segment, segment four. First boss, Siegecrafter Blackfuse. His achieve is one of the harder ones uh, from execution, not from numbers standpoint. Um, it is one of those multiple criteria bosses uh, where you can do it over a course of multiple weeks. You can do it the long way in one week by killing him four times in the same week on flex. Like we actually did that today. We killed him twice on flex to make it easier. So, uh, but basically what it is, is throughout the encounter, he summons disabled or sorry, deactivated uh machines that if you let them live long enough will activate and cause extra damage to your raid uh he summons three at a time you can only kill one it's just like uh the faceless dude from dragon soul where he would summon three slimes right you got yeah. kill one it's the same idea he summons three you get to kill one to prevent him from gaining one of his abilities sure. exact same idea. um the achievement for him is complete him as an encounter without killing any of them so, like, never kill the missile turret or never kill the laser turret. You can do it over the course of multiple kills. So, like, the first kill today, we made sure that crawler mines and missile turrets were never killed. So we killed magnets and laser turrets. Therefore, so we got credit for crawler mines and missile turrets on our first kill. We brought, someone, uh, we brought someone's alt in, had them queue for us so we would get back to Siegecraft for Blackfuse. And then this time around, we killed crawler mines and laser turrets, uh, crawler mines and missile turrets, and left magnets and laser turrets alive. Oh, that's cool. So you basically swapped out what you were killing and what you were leaving alive to get credit for leaving everything alive. Yes. It is possible to do it all in one go, but it's much harder. The reason being is if you don't kill any of them, he gets a damage uh, reduction buff of minus 80% for like 15 seconds. The boss does. So you're, if you want to do it that way, you have to have very high DPS and you have to deal with all the bad mechanics coming at the same time. Instead of canceling out one every cycle, you deal with all three every cycle. Yeah, I can see that. 
that makes it much harder. It's much easier to do like two each go and just do it twice. Um, the next boss requires you personally to do the encounter three times. Again, you can do it all in one week if you just queue up three times. This is on the Klaxi Paragons encounter. And the achievement is called Now We Are the Paragon. When a Paragon dies, uh, just to because I know Root, I don't think Root's seen this fight. Have you, Root? I have not. Okay. Uh, what this fight is, do you remember the Klaxi? I do. You have to kill them. Oh. If you remember from the Klaxi quest chain, the very last quest is if Yasharaj ever comes back, you better be on our side or we're going to kill you. Right. Well, the heart of Yasharaj is back and they've perceived Garrosh as becoming in the next embodiment of Yasharaj. So they decided to serve him. Spoilers. <laughs> really? No. Sorry. I was going to say. I say the LFR is out, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, LFR has been out for like, this is like its second week out. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, okay, so you have to kill them. Uh, they spawn. We, uh, when the encounter was initially designed, everybody thought it was going to spawn in a random order. But evidently they saw, spawn in a set order. You fight three at a time. Every time you kill one, the next one comes. Uh, let's see. When one dies, its corpse stays there and its flashes and it's quite large. If you right click on the corpse that corresponds to your role, like certain corpses only have abilities for certain roles, like uh, Corvin the Prime has an ability for tanks. So if a tank goes up to dead Corvin the Prime and right clicks on his corpse, he gains the Corvin the Prime ability. Uh, this ability is encases the target in amber, preventing them from being able to be killed. It's basically a paladin bubble. Sweet. Uh, there are. Uh, your raid can acquire eight total buffs a week. There are nine bosses, but when the ninth boss dies, the fight ends. So you can't gain his buff. So you can gain up to eight total buffs a, uh, a cycle. And so eight people can become a paragon. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Yes. So like uh, the first one I ever did was which one? I became the dissector. That ability allowed me to turn into a scorpion and slash and sting people during the fight and it got me credit when I defeated the fight for have, having become the dissector over the next couple kills. I did other abilities and then I got the achievement for assuming the mantle, assuming the ability of different paragons. You have to do three different paragons in order to get this achievement. It is possible. All roles have at least three paragons relevant to them. There are, there are at least there's like six for DPS, three for tanks, four for healers. There's a couple that overlap where like anybody can pick them up and that's how you can have three, four and six don't add up to nine. Right. There's some overlap that accounts for that. There's a couple of them that any role can pick up. That's how you do that achievement. It just requires multiple kills while understanding how the fight works. Uh, that one, you don't have to do anything special just so long as everybody in your raid understands how to do the fight at all. Multiple kills will get you that achievement. Finally, the Garrosh achievement strike. Uh, this one again, uh, this is a, if you do the fight completely correctly, you should get this achievement anyway. Hmm. Actually, no, this, but this fight, this has to be bugged. We've earned this achievement and I have definitely not done the criteria for this achievement. <laughs> 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 I just realized that. Wow. Okay. What's the criteria? Okay. Uh, how the fight works, you have to have a very quick understanding of something in the fight. One of the things that happens in the fight is uh, NPCs who never attack the raid appear at the sides of the room and construct iron stars. 
These are just basically giant rolling balls of death. Uh, what happens if you kill the siege engineer, the ball doesn't come. If you leave the engineer alive, the ball comes and does massive damage to anything it runs over except Garrosh. So if it runs over Garrosh's ads, it does massive damage to them. Okay. But he's just immune to it. He's immune. Ball? No one else okay. is. That's weird. The achievement is to kill 18 of his ads with a single iron star. And I have never done that. I can guarantee you I have never done that. All right. <laughs> the most I've killed with a single iron star is six. Well, maybe it's cumulative. But it specifically says with a single mm. iron star. So I don't think it's supposed to be. I don't know. I just find that funny. Uh, that's all the achievements. Um, how you would do it, and it would require a gear check primarily on your off tank. Uh, because he has to be able to tank 18 of these guys, which is a lot. Uh, and then he would kite it into the Iron Star, and then it gets run over. they get run over and die. But that's all the achievements, and I got my last couple today. Well, so that's it's great. Glory of the what? Orgrimmar Raider, because, you know, we raid Orgrimmar. Uh, I was kind of hoping to be like, Glory of the So Raider. <laughs> They've never done that bad. No, no, no. Last patch wasn't glory of the throne of thunder Raider. It was the glory of the thundering Raider. Wow. It'd just be funny because it's so. No, no, don't even stop. Can like me. Glory of the meh Raider. You're terrible. <laughs> you're, you're, you're objectively terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I think. <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> and then you get <laughs> then you get the cool mount, right? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Actually part of the mount looks kind of silly to me. Literally, someone like the design is as if someone chopped off some mammoth tusks and stapled it to the side of the dragon's face. Really? Yes. And actually if you look at the mount from behind, you see where the, the cut on the the tusks. It's just a flat blunt edge on the back where it was literally just cut. Hey, you know, Weird. budget cuts happen all over the place, and yeah, got to cut back somewhere. Can't yes, have that yes. seamless graphic on that tusk. No, it's very clearly supposed to look that way. Oh, it's okay. Su- it's supposed no, no, no. It's supposed to look like the orcs went to a mammoth, went oh. saw off tusks, <laughs> and <laughs> stapled it to the side of the dragon's face. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, that's what it looks like. Interesting. <laughs> Yes, it, it's one of those things where, like, it's meant to be intimidating from the front, but we don't care how it looks from the back because you should never get behind us anyway. Right. So cool. How long do you think if you could put a number on it, how long do you think it you, took you to get uh, the glory of the um, Orgrimmar Raider? In terms of hours, four to five, maybe six, if you include all of my organization. Well, wow, that's not bad at all. Actually, I was thinking, you know, weeks. So, oh, no, no, no. I, I spread out over weeks. I'm saying I didn't do it all in one go. Gotcha. If I'd wanted to do it all in one go, it probably would have taken that long or longer because I would have had to have found people who were willing to do that much all in one go. That would have been part of the issue. Sure. I like spreading it out so I'm not overwhelmed doing too much at once. Gotcha. Yeah, I can I can relate. So very cool. And uh, honestly, a 540 eye level is for someone who's reasonably good at their class is completely reasonable for doing all of these achievements. From what I've seen. Sweet. 
So, Freck, when are you going to get yours? I don't Next know. Next X back when I carry her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> You're only two expansions behind by the time you got your uh, Dragon Soul, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she got that no, at the start she, of... Yeah. She got that... Uh, actually... Yeah, she got that at the start of MOP, so she was barely an expansion behind. She was only like one, two, three, five matches. But it's because I carried her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have no shame in that. I like being carried. All right, so are you going to start doing any of these runs on Open Raid for people to join you in? Uh, Because I want to open up for less geared, less experienced people, I'm going to start doing flex runs on Open Raid that are not... Uh, achieve runs, but that have as low eye levels as I could go with a reasonable chance of success of completing each segment. So, like, part one, part two will easily be eye level 510. Very cool. Uh, But that's what I'm going to start doing now, and uh, once uh, lots of people get geared, probably towards the end of this patch, I'll start doing achieve runs again to get more people achieves. The people who who can't see normal mode at all, the people who are doing achieves with me, frankly, are people who've done normal or even dabbled in heroic at this point to get this much gear this fast. Uh, but the P I want to also do an achieve runs for people who all the, the highest they get to see is flex. And those kind of people will be here kind of geared to do it probably near towards the end of this patch. Got it. So people can just look for you on open raid under Kerboden and find your, uh, your rate, your flexi runs. Yes. Yes. That sounds so bad. I, I know other people have typed that. I, I, I get that route. It just sounds so bad. That's just what it is. Is what it's the flexi. So bad. It's the flexi. But yes, they can search for me. Uh, honestly, they will want to search for dead guy, D E D guy. Cause that's the name of the character. I post my raids under. I'm also going to want to try and do a couple Alliance side on death gal to get some other Alliance people running with me too. Sweet. Also, also, also we have a Thanksgiving event coming up soon. That uh, I can't get into too much detail yet. Uh, just to let you know, there is a open raid Thanksgiving event we do have planned coming soon. Is ah. it on Thanksgiving? No, no. It's just a it, it's it's a play on words having to do with Thanksgiving, and it's going to be that around that time of the month of November. Uh, they can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Kerboden on Twitter, and I post all my raids there. And finally, I haven't had anyone do this, but it's totally possible to come to the Tanaris server. I'm on dead guy a lot and you can come and say hi to me. And if you need help with anything, I'm more than happy to talk with you, answer questions, yada, yada, yada. Awesome. Well, thanks for stopping by and letting us know about the glory of the Orgrimmar Raider, sir. Absolutely. Glad to stop by. And we will catch you again next time. Okay. Talk to you later. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Hearthcast. This has been episode number 192 for patch 5.4.1. Hope you enjoyed all your broken add-ons. Update, update, update. Here in Orlando, coming up here pretty soon, we have a place opening up called Cloak and Blaster. Uh, They are a total geek and gaming experience bar. They have a tavern-themed atmosphere. They're really going to cater to the gamer, to the adult gamer, 21 and over. Um, And they're kind of putting some good cash behind it. They're doing some crowdsourcing and some crowdfunding to help them out here in October. So go check out cloakandblaster.com, and hopefully we'll be hearing more from them on our show as we go on. Folks, we're always looking for our next recipient of our Hearthy Award. You can't win them. You can only earn them. And this is coming up on our last couple months of the Hearthy. 
So if you know somebody who you think exemplifies the WoW community spirit, let us know. We'll check them out. And if we agree with you, we'll award them our next Hearthy. And of course, we're always looking for our next contestant of Hearthcast AOE. It is our WoW trivia game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. If you're available for about 15 minutes uh, in between 6 and 9 on Thursdays uh, Eastern Time and you'd like to challenge me or Root, send us a message using SpeakPipe on HearthCast.com. want to give a special thanks to Scaresome this week. Thank you so much for your email and for your encouragement. Also, a big thank you going out to Absana for a nice retweet. And to everybody who contributed to today's show with your Creepy Things IRL. That was a lot of fun. We enjoyed that probably as much as you did. Folks, while you're out and about on the internet, go check out Ego Networks. We just mentioned Upsana. You know what? Dark Moon Hero is part of the Ego Networks. She and Kevin, old scratch, do a fantastic job over there. So check out Ego Networks. Go check out Dark Moon Herald. You'll be glad that you did. And also, vote to kick. They are explicit podcasts, but they're darn funny. It's Twitch TV slash vote number two kick. Check them out as well. And if that's not enough, folks, go check out the WoW Podcast subreddit over at reddit.com slash r slash WoW Podcasts. There you can find all the up-to-date latest and greatest WoW Podcasts. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You like our Facebook page, or you can send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. It does not require any registration or installation. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5, Open Raid. Find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for hearthcast.com. It's about World of Warcraft Take a break from your grind If you have the time To listen to our show We got gnomes and dwarves And night elves too And we would like to Thank you For listening For listening We would like to thank you